With spring just around the corner, it's time to reevaluate your, re your wardrobe. You don't need to wear jackets, sweatshirts, or ponchos anymore, so nope. do you have the t-shirts you need? I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to see those sexy guns you're carrying, right? So scroll on over to heshirtsheshirt.com and browse the inventory there. The only way you're leaving that store without a shirt is if you live in a nudist colony. You all know who you are. In fact, if you really want to turn heads at the next bingo day at the Senior Center, purchase the It's Not Going to Lick Itself shirt and marvel at the looks you will most certainly get. Yeah, maybe you should have worn pants, too. So please, use the code JSGCAST when you check out so you not only support a great store, but you support a great podcast, too. And now, please enjoy this episode of just some guardians. Damn, dude, you're so good at I've these been my, I've been working on my radio voice. Yeah, actually, I feel like that one I started a little bit over. Normally, I can get through it. Do you want to? Yeah. We can do it again if you want. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let, go for it. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. good. Yeah, we'll do it at the same time. Let's let's do the ad read in a round. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, so this is one thing that has stuck with me. This is a way a tangent. Yeah, go for it. But um, the Muppets, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol soundtrack. Which is incredible. Which is incredible. And your mom always used to play it. And mm -hmm. that every time I hear, I, I, I specifically got the um, Christmas is coming. The goose, goose is getting, getting fat. fat. Hey, please to put a penny in the old man's hat. Because every time I listen to it, I remember sitting in the jelly bean mm -hmm. oh, and, 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 and wow, singing along to it. The jelly yeah. bean shit. So we had a, uh, was it a 94 Toyota Previa van? And if anyone knows that van, we call it the jelly bean because they legitly look like a jelly bean with wheels. The engine sat underneath the, the front seats. So there's no, you know, hood at all. Yeah, the curvature of everything. Yeah, oh, that was a great van, dude. Had the captain chairs in the middle that spun around. We had so we had too much fun in that. Van, yeah, that to be honest, oh, so good, so good. Yeah, then someone totaled it. What a real fucking loser that guy is. Did you total it? What? No, I I didn't say it was me. You totaled it? What? I didn't what? say it was me. Brett, what happened? You destroyed my childhood. Whoa. Okay. All right. Let's calm down here. All right. Let's not. <laughs> no reason to get absolutely nutty here. But no, I was driving to work, you know, at the old party city. Right. And, okay. uh, you know, drive, driving down the road there at the certain intersection, uh, which is the same intersection I've been uh, T-boned yeah. on while I was on a bicycle twice. So me and this intersection. Bulls and Wadsworth, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying not to throw cross streets out there, but um Please don't oh, find me and murder me and my family. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Bulls and Wadsworth. That's a huge, I mean, like, yeah, that's an intersection, but also there are so many houses in there. I'm going to edit. So it's just like a, how's it right there? You'll, you'll be, it'll be Sim <laughs> speech. I'm not going to, I'm Sorry. too lazy to edit. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm cruising, right? And I'm, I'm obeying, I'm doing everything correctly, like legit. Cause I, I hadn't had my license for a super long time. Right. And so I'm like, you know, I've got a good distance to me in the car in front of me. There's a lot of traffic going on. 
and this black Jeep in the far right lane decides it wants to turn at the last second and goes, like, you know, the family guy, how many lanes we got across? Six, seven? Good luck, everybody. And it goes, and just zips through in front of everyone. So everyone's slamming on their brakes. And there's this white Nissan Moreno in front of me, brand new, like they had it for three days. So they have really nice brakes, right? Yeah. Because it's a brand new car. Sure. That van does not not have as good of brakes. (laughs) So I had enough space, but when everything has to stop suddenly and they stop on a dime and I'm sliding into them. Yeah. So I slammed into the back of their car and, you know, uh, airbag explodes and I crawl out, you know, and is everyone okay? And it's just like, you know, this trophy wife, you know, and. She's all freaking oh, out yeah. and crying, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 I'm like, it's over for me. So, you know, luck, I was like really nice <laughs> to her. They're going to find me in jail. The first thing I did yeah. after I was like, are you okay? I was like, made sure our stories were the same, you know. You, you got to be quick, you know. I'm like, sure. man, did you see that black Jeep? She's like, yeah, cut out in front of everyone. I'm like, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yes, you did see that. <laughs> I'm glad you remember that. Yeah, I'll never forget, like, you know, I, I have to call my dad, you know, which is terrifying. Oh, sure. Like, hey, dad. Yeah. You know, I'm not, my dad's not a scary person, but when he gets to a certain point, he's terrifying. So I'm like, you know, uh, you yes, know, I've you never know. It once. Yes, yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, I just yes, yes, you have. Holy shit, I forgot about that. Um, and I went, yes, sir. Okay, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> but so he pulls up, right? And I'm like, gosh, it could go either way. But I'm like, I just totaled the car, right? You know, and like, right? You know, things are always tight. You know, and I'm like, fuck, oh, I'm gonna die. And and he walks up and it's just like, I'm glad you're okay. Everything's fine. Take a breath. Gave me a hug, and I'm like, oh, like that was such a relief in that moment. Yeah. And I'm like, Dad, could you not hug me so hard? My chest hurts really bad. <laughs> so, yeah. So then, you know, I called work and I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't come in. I was like, cool, thanks. And then we went to IHOP. Nice. I distinctly remember everything that happened that day. It was, it was great. That must have not been long after we graduated, right? No. No, that was like uh, probably the summer after, yeah. Yeah. I think you just cause... left. Because, cause, I mean, you were still working at Party City, and you moved on to Securitas relatively yeah, quickly, not too, didn't not you? Too fat. Yeah, not too long. Yeah, it was like the summer after we graduated. Dang, that's crazy. And I didn't. I, I thought that Jelly Bean was still around. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's been gone for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I waited years. till I was... So what actually happened, right, is I'm driving. This is like the day after you left... I'm like, fucking Russ abandoned me. You know, I'm in tears. My mascara's running down my face. And I'm just pedal to the metal going down bowls. And, you know, that's the real story, you know. Come on. Come on. Get in front of me, fucking Rekus. Those people look happy. I don't want to live away from this, Rick. So there's this white Moreno in front of me, right? And, there, you know, a couple dudes were in it, and they just looked happy, like really good friends. And it reminded me, and I was really pissed off. And so I just grabbed and just rammed into them. I feel bad for that. That's the true story. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, I'm sure. I well, I'm sure it didn't affect you quite that badly. No, but I, no. I, I guess I never thought about, you know, the fact that yeah, we were really, really 
we, I mean, we are really, really good friends. Yeah. But like we saw each other every day and then I'm like, peace out. And then you're gone. Yeah. Won't see you in person (laughs) for for years. For like another seven years. Good luck. Yeah. 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 yeah, Those are, uh, those are good times. I'm sorry. I feel like we're, I still love you. (laughs) When we're, we're working, we're opening old wounds. If you guys could just like, just kind of mute the podcast for a while. We're just going to work through some shit here. Where were you when I needed you most? (laughs) I was there, I promise. I I was but a child. A child. (sighs) I know. Yeah. Yeah, one day. Well, you were dating Lisa or else I would have been like, you should have just moved with me. Yeah, but you you were moving to Alabama and I had nothing out there. I mean, but you. I know. Which is, I mean, was a pretty good reason to, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Russell one day just went to buy milk and cigarettes fun. and just never came home. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that's almost for real exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm out of here. See ya. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 96 of Just Some Guardians. I'm Elmer Fudd, yeah, your host really. for the evening. And the, the voice you've been hearing for the last 29 minutes is the effervescent Jeez. Russell. Ooh. Thank you. The yeah, venerable Elmer Fudd. Oh, oh, hold on. <clears throat> hold on. <clears throat> the effervescent Russell. Mm, it's like velvet on a ripe plum. <laughs> God damn it. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That happened. That happened. How are you, buddy? Minus the whole, you know, everything we just went through. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm great. This, this, uh, the last few weeks have been great. Just, I've, I've just been really busy. Like, mm. uh, I, I, I wish I could have talked about the Witcher last week. Um, oh, it was good. I, I, I bet it was. Um, I love, I, like, cause I've played, I've played like the Witcher three, but yeah. I've watched the show mm-hmm. and I've read some of the books. Oh, that's cool. Um, That'd have been really so nice. I, cause I, I hadn't I was, read them. Oh yeah, I, I've read. I think I read like the first one and then part of the second one. Okay, because it's really the first one is just a compilation of stories. Anyway, yeah, we covered all. The yeah, point is, it was cool because he does like that, that was Admiral Nips is on last week from the Potato Thumbs podcast, yeah. and he's like he plays you know all the card games. He's played all the Witcher games. He's played Witcher three probably seven hundred oh, yeah. times. Read all the books four or five times. Watched the show like twice. Right, like, he is all in on the Witcher. So yeah, it was solid, dude. It's, 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 it's a, the, the show, like, I really enjoyed the show because it was very close to the books. They changed a few things, but for the most part, anyway, yeah, I, I'm sad I missed out on that. Cause I, I think that Witcher is a really cool property, um, that doesn't get enough credit outside of like the gaming sphere. Yeah, no, I agree. Sorry. <laughs> Cough it up. I got choked up. on your shirt. So, Kevin Godroy. Kevin Conroy. He sure. I wasn't should. even there for that, but apparently it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, sucks to be late. <laughs> I tried so hard and got so, so far. far, but in the, end, in the end, it doesn't even matter. We cannot complete the rest of this song due to copyright I reasons. Had too far to lose it. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> that eye contact, though. You mm, like that, baby? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I love it when you serenade me and look me in the eye. 
I've been really trying, baby. <laughs> and if you feel like I feel, Jackal, come on. Ooh. Come on. Let's, Let's get, it get it on. on. Oh, baby. Let's Every once in a while, when uh, when I'm feeling particularly randy, I'll just start playing that song, and Lindsay's like, <laughs> I "Feel particularly randy." Yes. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay pops up like uh, groundhog, and is like, "Is it time? Is it time?" Actually, she's like, "Scatter!" But you know, I take it as you know, like a lion after its prey. Yeah, I oh, just yeah. go. Rrr. Have you heard that uh, uh, that new Bruno Mars song? Leave the door open. Mm-mm. Look that up. That is that. Oh, dude. okay. Same vibes. Is it sexy? It's it's okay. It's not fair how smooth that song is, dude. It's it's got I, that I classical like ring Uptown to it, dude. Funk. Yeah, yeah. It's a good Bruno Mars is great, dude. It's got it's got a good beat to you know get down to, and you know what I mean. That's a statement that Russell just said. Yeah, it's a beat. Mm-hmm. That y'all can get down to. <laughs> you know, it, it sets a good rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. get 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 some mm-hmm. soft taps in there, and then oh, uh, dun, dun, dun. yeah. <laughs> I start singing along, and Lindsay is like, "What we are? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "This I'm, I'm getting the, I'm getting the rhythm that. up down funk yeah funk you up." Who cares about anything else tonight? Let's whatever happens happens, man. I don't care. We're just we're just riffing now. Yeah, Yeah. I dig this. I dig this a lot. Welcome to the live show, folks. (laughs) Hell yeah, you should be here. Twitch.tv slash Just Some Guardians. Friday nights at eleven thirty p.m. Eastern time. Come check that out. Come hang out with us. Watch us be dumb. All the pre-show stuff. Like you think this is a lot of random shit? You should have been here before. Yeah, we we honestly. that's i feel like that's all it is especially when it's just the two of us oh yeah it just becomes a slideshow of random events i think it works though yeah i agree yeah all this is just an overflow of you know the the cup of pre-show so Mm -hmm. it's the overflow of cream if you will yes kevin conroy t-shirt t-shirt hell yeah hell yeah isn't it all random yes laz you're correct it is um, yeah, my week, right? Yeah, uh, oh yeah, that's a thing. I, I, how was your week? How you're, was you're back week? at work full time now? Yes, right? I've been I've been I, back I at work full time for a, a few weeks. weeks right? Yeah, yeah, three three weeks now, yeah. two weeks, two and a half weeks. I think I think it is three weeks because I think the last time we, we had here. we had snowpocalypse happen this last weekend. Oh the yeah, beginning you guys of the got week. like we got on. like four feet of snow, dude. Shit was not. But the cool thing, the thing I really like about Colorado is you'll get dumped on and then like four hours later, it's 50 degrees and half of it melts. So like, sure. you know, that happened work. We, they let us drive into the station for any new listeners. I work for the post office. So they let us drive into the station Monday, which was an awful drive. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it like, it rained first they let you drive into the station. Like, yeah. what do you mean? They let you drive okay, in. I'll get to that. Um, so yeah, so like okay. freezing rained and then it snowed on top of that. So when the plows came through, uh, it was just ice underneath. Ice. Yeah. yeah. So we're all sitting there waiting for them to cancel because it was just, there's no way, especially these mail trucks, which are designed and tested in Florida, which means they work in all weather conditions, right? 
Um, <laughs> so we're sitting there waiting. Like, there's no way. Like, one, the truck can get to us from the plant. Two, airplanes can land at the airport to get mail to the plant. Like, there's not going to be Perfect. anything to deliver. Um, and so we all had gotten a text to, like, call the hotline in the morning just before we came into work. So we all call the hotline, and it's like, uh, yes, uh, everything is peachy keen, hunky-dory. Please go report to your office. <laughs> and we're like, okay. And so sliding across the ice all the way to work, man. And the second we got there, they went, yeah, looks like no one can get to us, so go home, I guess. And we're like, really? <laughs> really? Like, like, what? You couldn't have told us that before we came in? Yeah, I don't know why the hotline didn't change. Like, well, why do we even have a hotline if it doesn't work when it's supposed to work? And that is the federal government for you, my friends. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Now oh. I see what you meant by they let us drive in. There. Yeah, yeah, they let us drive in, and they said, nope, nothing for you to do. But, so that was Monday, right? By Tuesday, the roads were clear. There was, like, a foot of snow left everywhere. And, you, like, it was like a normal, right. regular snowstorm. And, there, I mean, like, the roads were clear. Everything just immediately wow. melted. This is the the day after, so like what was today? As Friday? opposed to Texas, yeah, where it took them six days to clear the roads. Or you go, you know, somewhere northeast where like it snows in January and it doesn't melt till March. You know, like right. I already had. I wore shorts to work today. Half my houses had no snow in the yard. Half of them had just a little bit. Uh, and like sure. that, that happened four days ago. It's just. I don't know. That's my favorite part about here is you can have a shitty storm and then it's like it never happened 24 hours later. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I, I saw, and you guys made a tunnel in your yeah. front yard too, right? Yeah. So it was something. It that looked was, like fun. It was something I'd always wanted to do as a kid. My dad um, sure. is an incredible person, but he did uh, snow removal growing like until right. I was like 17. So anytime there's a snowstorm, right. he was out all night plow snow. I'm not going to just say plowing, you know, <laughs> go mom. Um, he was out <laughs> snow plowing, you know, shoveling the parking lot, you know, all the contracts he had. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he'd be out all night and just sleep all day and then go out the next night and do it again. Um, so like he just wasn't physically able to do, you know, play with us in the snow. And so like it was just really cool. to It was like something I'd always wanted to do, you know. And so, sure. you know, I sat down, we had this, uh, you know, the awesome, huge, the whole front yard was just covered in like, you know, like the four feet of snow. So we dug an igloo out and then we we're like, I think we can cut out to the other driveway next door. So we cut our way through over there. And then my daughter was like, well, what if we do a tunnel through the whole yard? And I'm like, I like your style. I like where your <laughs> brain's at, kid. <laughs> and that, so I like that. I, yeah. So I have like. It was so much fun. I had like four different size shovels and I'm like curled in a ball in this little igloo, like digging my way through and then I'd gut out and go to the other side and <laughs> kick through the snow and dig my way in and then, you know, get Izzy down in there digging and then get really small. And I'd be like, Ethan, get in there. And he'd get down there and start digging stuff out. And yeah, we had this tunnel system going through like the whole front yard. It was so cool. That's so awesome. That's something I've always wanted to do too. But by the time by the time I could actually make a tunnel, like mm -hmm. because mom wasn't gonna help me make a tunnel, <laughs> yeah. um, 
you know, we I think we had like one really big snowstorm when we were in high school that was like in 2003 two or something like. Was it 2003? Well, no, I guess we didn't meet you. I didn't meet you to like 2005, four. Yeah. We okay. Yeah. So it was like the was... year the year before you moved down there. Never mind. We had the last time we had a storm this big was 2003. So you just barely missed that one day. Okay. So yeah, yeah. The best you had, I think, was probably like two feet or something. Yeah, and I think it was like just under a foot. I mean, I know school was canceled that day, and I remember trying to make a snowman, and then it got too big, and then I was like, yeah. Yeah, too much effort. Yeah. It's cold. Well, I was trying to carve it and, like, do something cool. But I had, like, shovels mm-hmm. from, you know, gardening shovels. And yeah. I'm like, and you try to, you, you're like, I'm Picasso. And then it actually looks like something Picasso did. And you're like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> I should give up. Yeah. I do remember, and I'm pretty sure you know who did this. Somebody drove into the fence of our, like, the neighbors across the street. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. I do remember that. Hearing that. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I I think I'm pretty sure the people that did it are people that we know. (laughs) Yeah, that is absolutely (laughs) true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not to name any names, anyway, but yes. it rhymes with... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we had that huge snowstorm, which is really fun to deal with. And then, you know, we didn't have to deal with it 24 hours later, which is great. Uh, my family all great. went out of town this weekend. The vacation board was full, so I couldn't go with them, which sucks. Um, and so they're all oh. over in Nebraska for my uh, niece's birthday, because she doesn't get to see everyone, like, ever. Um, so they all went right. out there, you know, and having a good time, and I'm here... Just working and jerking it a lot. Just wow. You know, so that's I mean, my life, man. It's a perfect opportunity. Empty house. Cue up the porn hub. Yep. You bye, know, bye. get the surround sound speakers going. Neighbors think <laughs> neighbors think I'm just an animal in here. <laughs> They're like, I thought they left. <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe I don't want them thinking I'm an animal. Maybe that's the wrong call. I, I, Your next door mind. neighbor, she winks at you the next time you see her. Hey. hey. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're like 80. I'm good. No. Appreciate you, though. <laughs> oh, I had a lady at the gas station tell me I had really nice legs today. That was the highlight of my day. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tell this story, and then I have one of my own. Okay, yeah. No, I'm just at the gas station, you know, and I'm going to go use the bathroom. And this lady, she's mm-hmm. she's probably like 45. Um, and so she's trying to get past me, you know, and being, you know, middle of the country, both go, oop, you know, and like sidestep around each other. You know, we, we giggle because I like do this little like run past her, you know. And I get past, and she goes, you have really nice legs. And I was like, well, thank you so much. And she giggles and walks off. And I'm <laughs> I like, do, don't I? You man. pull your short leg up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and then she curl. saw the tan line and just the beacons of Gondor were lit up above, you know, it's just, <laughs> it really ended that moment fast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say my aim was so true Lindsay... in the bathroom. That's all. <laughs> See, I always find it hard to do it in that. When that's happening, it when like it's hard. Yeah, 
you know, it, it goes up in an arc and you're trying to aim it down and you're like wrestling with it. I like it's it, fighting though. back. You and, know, uh, you know, that scene in the Little Rascals movie when they're trying to put out the fire and he's on the fire hose and the fire, yeah, the yeah, hot yeah. fire is like swinging it like that's it's wow, yeah, yeah, wow, you know, you're on the ride of your life. It's like being a rodeo clown, yeah. I make sure to put on makeup every time I have an erection before I go pee. <laughs> do, do you cry it off? That's what you use for lubrication. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Russell left Tears me. Tears of a sad clown. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> um, so I was. It was like my first date with Lindsay. In fact, it wasn't like my first date. It was my first date with Lindsay. There had been this whole series of events. I won't go into it. But we walk into this gas station, and of course, I'm wearing tighter pants because you know i'm showing off a little bit and i walk in and the guy behind the counter goes those are really nice pants they look they make your butt look great and i was like because i'm wearing you know i'm wearing a button down it's tucked in i'm trying to look nice for Lindsay, and Lindsay's behind me and she goes she looked at him and she looked at me she just started laughing and i was like thanks great um okay and i just kind of walked back out the door (laughs) i mean crusty laugh there it was a crusty laugh you know from the simpsons (laughs) i hate you russell (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you know i'm really putting some thought behind this and i've come to the decision i just really hate you <laughs> i mean it went from love to hate it's it's that's just at our least relationship. it's passion <laughs> at least it's passion either at way least it's, yeah yeah as long as i'm not like i'm indifferent towards you like i think right. that would hurt the worst then i'd start to worry yeah yeah you exist in my life like yeah, that that felt horrible to say. Yeah, yeah, it felt horrible for it to be directed at. To be <laughs> I love you so much. You're so special to me. <laughs> Pull yourself together. I love, I love you. <laughs> so, so we were. Wilson. I need to watch that movie again. That is a good movie. It's such a good movie. Who are we tonight? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're so far. Okay, there it's was so a topic good, that we had for this show. Oh, and right. you worried that we wouldn't be able to fill it with the topic. Well, I didn't expect us to be this, this way. Entire episode. Yeah, yeah. This is. I think this is good. This was needed for us. I think so, too. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've been able to it's discuss. It's been a while. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um. So I, I really wanted to talk about this, and so I texted brett and nick and was like let's talk about this let's talk about this and they were both like nah we don't want to know um so anyway uh but um, i have the text if you want me to read it no i'm just teasing yeah it's right as uh, always what did nick said that's a horrible idea and then i said you should feel bad about yourself right i did I did feel bad about myself. <laughs> Congratulations. Man, I love sweet, sweet victories. Um, so what are we uh, talking about? And so I wanted to talk about Dark Alliance, which is a game that's coming out which is based on um D D canon. Um, what does D D stand it, for? Uh Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. 
<laughs> apparently you've been watching that lately <laughs> or listening to it not not for a long time but that is the, one of the few things that stuck with me for my life it makes me laugh every time every single time yeah and now they've added a whole bunch of other stuff there was like there anyway okay sorry i could get distracted we get in um <laughs> I, I would recommend if you're into D and D, I would recommend Critical Role. Super awesome. Um, they're they're fantastic. Um, anyway, so uh, Dark Alliance. It's it's this video game which is it's in a style that we haven't seen in a while. Um, but the one of the cool things about it is is it it what? So and I was looking up something and the sound played. Oh, okay. Um, it pertained to what we so, were doing, don't worry. Okay. Uh, one of the cool things about it is that um, this game takes... First of all, it takes place in D&D canon, but it has to do with the Companions of the Hall. So I figured we would kind of talk about that first. What are the Companions of the Hall? What place do they uh, take in D&D lore? And that kind of thing. Um, so the Companions of the Hall... They are your typical, well, typical. They're they're <laughs> they're what they're, every they're what your D- your base for fantasy everything is. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're they're kind of your typical D and D group. You have uh, typically he's a ranger in the game. He's actually a rogue, but typically he's a ranger. Um, you have the barbarian, you have the fighter, and then you have um. Kenny Bree, I think she's she's kind of a ranger rogue. Bree, not the eggs. Um, what was she? I think she was a ranger as well. Female but... human. Come on, where is it? I don't know if she was ever actually attributed to a class. I don't think so either. She I'm kind looking. of. It says here just fighter. Yeah, I I think she took a so so anyway um so this is uh. Dritt Stewarden, um Wolfgar, and um was it Regis Philbin? Oh yeah, he was the rogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't Regis Philbin, but it was Re- <laughs> it was Regis. It was Regis. I I totally forgot about him. He's a halfling. Um so anyway, uh there were the there were these series of books to go to go way back. There were these series of books written by R. A. Salvatore. Um which is kind of a lot of what made him famous is writing these books. It took place in the Forgotten Realms, which is a um, Dungeons and Dragons setting. Um, it's a weird, it's a world that was built specifically for Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's where you have things like the Sword Coast. It's where most of the major events that have taken place in Fifth Edition have taken place. Um, and you do have characters like Dritz. Uh, who is this dark elf and he is kind of what made like he was so popular in the 90s that like everybody played a dark elf was it at one point Dr- or well, i guess there's yeah drow dark elf they're the same thing right or drow yeah, yeah. yeah. so drow and dark elves are the same and actually uh r.a salvatore he had a big place in kind of creating the mythology behind the drow um because up until that point like he he created Menzo Baranzan, which is the capital city of the Drow, um, in the Underdark. Uh, it, well, I guess it's technically one of the capital cities, but it's like their main city. Um, and then 
he 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 made their connection to Lolth. Yes. Which is their their spider queen god. Which is oh, um I've got um it's it's a huge tangent. Okay, go. Okay. It's I mean, it's it's a tangent slash recommendation for you. Okay. So sure. like okay. Drow are awesome and not enough people use Drow, right? So right. there's this I would highly recommend to you, Russ. Uh, they're called Tabletop Champions. They're a podcast that plays D and D, a lot, a live D and D, kind of like Critical Role, right? Um, right? And so they have, they had this. Oh God, it's so cool. But so they, in one of their campaigns, they had the Drow were like heavily involved, you know, and and Lolf and their capital city. Like they actually had to go into it at one point, and like all the shit right. happening there. It was just like they really got into the Drow lore, which. I hadn't, I didn't really know a lot of beforehand, which is super cool, but okay. So I'm going to get super nerdy with you here. Okay. Yes. I'll bring it. Yeah. Okay. So this is just, just straight up D and D mechanics, super nerdy here. That's how cool this was. So they Mm -hmm. had, um, I can't remember exactly what they called the worlds, but so they had the party in this campaign on this one world. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's the, the, oh crap. I can't remember his name, but he was the dungeon master. And then the next season, the world was literally the same name, but spelled backwards. And uh, someone oh. else in the party was the dungeon master. And so then he was a, a player in the party. And so it turned out they were all connected to each other and had the, their own bad, like big bads moving through. But like stuff that happened in one campaign affected the other one. And then when they got to the end sure. fight, like both the big uh-huh. bads came out. And so like when... So both parties met each other. So every character is having to RP talking to their own character and the other group. (laughs) Yeah. And then like, so there was the, the big battle at the end and both of the DMS couldn't tell each other certain parts of it because they were a player in the game, in the campaign. And so they would have, they would take turns like DMing the end fight and then surprise the other DM with stuff. And so it was just a really cool, like, they'd have to switch their characters, classes, voices, RP, um, depending on whose line of turns it was and who was DMing the fight. Sure. And just and it was just the right. coolest thing I've ever listened to. It was like a two-year buildup to this huge fight and everyone's switching characters and the DM back and forth. And I'm like, I've never experienced anything like this in D&D. This is so cool. Highly recommended. Tabletop right. champions. Well, and... That's one of the things that is so beautiful about D and D is the be the the ability to be able to create these stories, mm-hmm. and that and that's what R. A. Salvatore tapped into because in these books he captures and 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 the one of the most fun things at the table is when somebody rolls a natural one, mm-hmm. or it can be, and and because some of the crazy stuff that can happen, and in these books it's almost like he he had the battles and was like rolling for the characters to see whether they would be successful or not. And sometimes they were not <laughs> like they just straight up failed, you know? And so, and it's something that he tapped into with this as you're reading it, it almost feels like you're playing D and D you're living this story through the eyes of the characters, but it feels like you're sitting at home playing on the tabletop game. You don't get to make the choices for the characters, but they, the you feel as if the dice are kind of making the choices for these characters. Exactly. And so Dritzt is a drow. So he went back. He so the first book that he wrote was called The Crystal Shard. 
Um, Not the dark is, crystal. Totally different thing, everybody. Okay. So I'll make sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it had to do with this lowly wizard who finds this artifact that this demon is chasing after. And so then the demon, is like, so this lowly wizard finds this artifact, which is this, this object of a crystal that was created by, like, 20 liches, like, way back, at, like, in hell. And then the demon's trying to find it, but it gets lost. And so this lowly wizard finds it then like speaking into his mind so he like creates this orc army and he creates this massive crystal tower um you know it, it's a D game so he's the big bad but yeah. he's also you know hit his downfall is his pride because he was a lowly wizard and it's really only the crystal that's made him powerful um so he starts moving into this valley where bruner bruner Battlehammer lives which is this this dwarf um he was a king and, right he was he was the king of these dwarves. That's right. That's right. That had been they what had his, left. Uh, well, his king because he had like two names, right? Because it was Dritzt, and then his like when he used his king title, what was it? King. I think it was just Bruner. Bruner, yeah, yeah. Br- Battle Battlehammer, Battlehammer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bruner Battlehammer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you probably said and that. he I was, was a dwarf in, in a tangent somewhere. Sorry that's okay um they had been so this this clan of dwarves which has been forced from their ancestral home you know because all these characters they have backstories that it touches on oh yeah um and and he brings that in into the later series but they had been forced from their home in the mithril halls which is the super famous place where nobody knows where it's at anymore because they kept it secret because mithril is super expensive and dwarves don't like people messing with their stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I'm the same. Uh, I'm, I'm but, a dwarf. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And, and like, so they had been forced out by like the shadow dragon anyway. So Dritz comes into contact with Bruner. Bruner has adopted Caddy Bree, who is another member of the companions of the hall. They're called the companions of the hall because later events that take place in the series. Um, Wolfgar is a barbarian that he was part of a clan that came and attacked the 10 towns, which is this place in Icewind Dale where like the most rugged criminal people live. Um, and his, his right. Wolfgar dragon's bane. Cause he defeats a white dragon to seize control of the barbarian hordes yeah. and become their King. Uh, and he has this magic hammer that he can throw kind of like Thor's hammer where he can throw it and then call it back to him. Yeah, the um, thing to remember, everyone, is like like a lot of the stuff you hear in like the story is like in a lot of people's minds is like very basic fantasy stuff now. But at the time, right. like this was mind blowing, like, whoa, like Tolkien status, like what is happening? Holy shit. This is so cool. Yeah. I, I mean, it was written in the early 90s. Yeah. So I, the a lot of these things. While they were, they may have been tropey even at the time. Yeah, they were not... written well enough. Exactly that it was it captured a lot of people's imagination. Like me, I read the Dritt Stewarden series because then he goes back and he tells kind of the history of Dritt Stewarden because he became so popular. Um, and I read that because I didn't have anybody to play D anD D with. And so it was my way of living in this world that I really wanted to be a part of, but I wasn't able to find anybody to play with until I was much older. 
Um, but I was like, oh, this is so cool. I want to play Dungeons and Dragons so bad. All the time. Right. Well, now I do or try to. Um, hey, so um, what the F's up yes. with your group the other day when I was like, hey, y'all want to play? Russell's too tired. Figure it out. And then no one stepped up to the plate. I was really I was really upset. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I would love to have somebody be, I haven't been able to play in a long time. I know. That's why I pushed it so hard. So I'm saying all this because I know none of them listen to this podcast. So we're going to talk shit. Yeah. Yeah. What the Um, fuck was up with that? I would, I would love to really let you down. I don't know. Well, that's why I'm excited to play. I couldn't even sleep that night campaign because I was so ticked off. I was livid. Russell. I, I really like how you just you 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 insert yourself into the conversation, and they're like they just blindly go, "Oh, okay, he knows what he's talking about." Yeah, I'm like don't listen. I to do him. that all Stop. the time. Oh my god, yeah, I know yeah. you do. It's so much fun because I have my yeah. name. You know, it's a different color, and they just my name's yellow. So they believe me. Uh, hey, what level should my girlfriend be when she starts? I don't know, thirty-seven. Cool, thanks. You got it. And I'm like, why are you listening to this? <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, Can I have seven ooh. feet? Absolutely. Yeah. Then they show up and I'm like, nope, character's dead. All right, moving on. And they still listen to me. It's amazing. I know. I know. Well, like the one the one time you you had commented in and you were like, um, this is, gosh, we are <laughs> just tangential today. I love it. Um, we should probably, after this tangent, had, we should probably talk about the game instead of the backstory. Man, but it's such a cool I backstory. Anyway, I, I, yeah, you're right. I know we're, we're getting, it's getting late, but, um, yeah, you, you came in, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to cancel tonight or I won't be able to DM is usually what I say. Cause then yeah. they can play if they want to. Um, and then, and then you were like, yeah, we'll just chat instead. And legitimately the one guy was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, why isn't anybody here to chat with? <laughs> It was so different. And then I made a fake. Would I make a a fake link to a yeah uh, to a I Zoom me- so. a Zoom meeting? Uh, yeah, I made a fake link and everything. <laughs> good times, good times. It's good to be king. It's good to be king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so so anyway, they defeat this guy. <laughs> Sorry, uh, because this is the <laughs> last bit that because this is important to the game. Uh, so they they defeat the guy with the crystal shard. They're able to save ten towns for the second time, and and then that that shard is still there. Like in the book, the last event is Dritzt uh, is fighting this evil wizard, and then he like as they're fighting, an avalanche collapses. Dritzt, who's super dexterous, is able to stay on top of the avalanche, and the wizard gets buried, and so does the crystal shard. But it is still a beacon. Yes, it to still evil exists. Things. Right. Um, and that's important to the game because that's why it's called Dark Alliance is because you have this Dark Alliance of creatures that have now come to Tin Towns in search of the Crystal Shard. Because it is a beacon for these evil creatures. Um, and so it has to do with the companions of the call, uh, the, the companions of the hall, who are these famous um, adventurers in D and D lore, 
and now they're being brought into a game, which it's been a long time since we've seen a game like this. Yeah. Uh, not like not a game like this, but a D&D based game like this. Well, the interest and the other the really interesting thing with it is I have to watch I think I need to watch the trailer again, but it didn't look like it was D&D-esque like um movement action bonus action turn-based. No. It no. felt very it, much it, it, like and that's uh, why I, Yeah. What was the game I was thinking of when I was watching? It felt it looked a lot like Dragon Age. Like how the camera yeah. was controlling all your companions, yeah. using your abilities on the fly. Like, I bet there will be probably like a pause, take turns if you want action. But yeah, I, de- I got a really heavy, um, yeah, vibe for that direction. So there's been no mention of being able to pause it. it it's the way it looked to me and the way they described it. So it's it's an action-based RPG. Um is the way the devs described it. They said it's an action-based RPG. Um, And it's almost Diablo-esque in a certain way, but instead of a top-down camera, you have an over-the-shoulder third-person view. Um, And so you'll have companions. Now, there are only the four right now, and that's Dritsto Erden. They've put him in the role of a rogue, so he does lots of crit damage and Mm -hmm. moves very quickly. Um, and because Dritt's famous thing was his two scimitars that he fights with. He's a dual wielder, um, Icing Death and uh, Frostmourne are his two. No, I'm sorry, Twinkle and Frostmourne are his two scimitars that he uses. Um, and then Bruner, uh, who of course is the dwarf uh, Bruner Battlehammer, um, you know, I think he has a basic shield and axe. I didn't see a lot of his. Most of the combat is actually shot from the perspective of Dritz um, that we've seen most of the gameplay. Um, and then Wolfgar, who has his hammer. And uh, so he's the barbarian. He'll be your tank. Um, and then Caddy Bree, who's going to be uh, the ranger slash healer. Um, she's ranged and uh, uh, kind of a support role. Um, so Dritz will be like your DPS, uh, Bruner will probably be like a off tank and then Wolfgar will be the tank. Um, and then Caddy will be support. Uh, so you have those four characters. Now that's all that they've said so far, but the story is, you know, that you're playing from the point of view of the companions. All right, I go. Okay. That's, I thought, hold on. Sorry. I've got to correct you on something. Uh, the scimitars okay. were, yeah. Twinkle and icing death. Okay. Frost okay. Frostmorn was Arthas's sword from Warcraft. Oh, that's right. I the second you said it, I was like, Frostmourne. "No, that's Warcraft." And I was so I, I had always to go call look it, it Frostmorn. Yeah, Icing and Death. And I know it's not Frostmorn. Well, Frostmorn's a way Death cooler and... name than Icing Death. That's probably why. <laughs> I mean, Icing Death is a lot cooler than Twinkle. Yeah, that's true. Well, I I kind of dig that like having a cool sword name and then one named Twinkle. <laughs> you were murdered by Twinkle, and just Twinkle. watch that. Yeah, I mean, you know. Right. Um, so this is supposed to take place right after the Crystal Shard. Yes. Or, or shortly after. between Because in the next book, they go on a journey to find the Mithril Halls for Bruner. Um, so it, it's... It, it, and it looks really cool. Um, it's this action RPG. So it, it, it's 
the way that they seem to is it's a Diablo over the shoulder though. And you get equipment that then you can equip. It has, so you can equip the same equipment on different characters. Mm -hmm. So Bruner, um, Dritz, but they have different appearances based on who they're being worn by. Um, from what I understand. And there are also RPG elements. You upgrade certain skills and things like that. And from what they said, it's supposed to be a drop-in, drop-out kind of thing. Yeah. So, so you looking... have people that play with you. Go ahead. Sorry. I just saw a, just a random review for it. That's, uh, I can't, I don't see who it was from. Uh, it's on the, it's on the actual website for Dark Alliance. But I found this interesting because I had the uh, the Dragon Age comparison. But this person said, Dark Alliance is a D&D themed brawler that feels a bit like Gears of War. Oh, really? Which is very interesting because I, I thoroughly enjoy the combat and movement. And, but that was guns. So I'm interested to see if that if mm-hmm. there's going to be like all the arenas that seem big. So I don't see it being cover based. I don't know where the maybe it's just the, the movement and rolling and everything at Gears and War. And the, the weight that could be, you it, know, yeah. as, as you're kind of, you know, cause you kind of feel their weight as mm-hmm. they move. That's a really and good, the slash, yeah. you know, the, the combat and the hit and, you know, it Gears did, of War it was did, very it did visceral. kind of look like that. I think, I think Nick talked about it that was. a couple weeks ago, actually, where you just felt like in the trenches, yeah. you were legitly tearing someone up. So if that's the case, like Dragon Age style combat, but it feels like really intense, like Gears of War, I'm in. And I think it might be more akin to like uh, Dragon Age Inquisition combat mm-hmm. than necessarily Dragon Age. Yeah, sorry, because, I should have made you that. Know, clear. With Dragon Age, it was still kind of that that cool down uh, That's system. True. But I'm pretty sure in this one, like there are cooldowns, but it's much more akin to Dragon Age Inquisition. Inquisition. And I should have, I should have. When I said Dragon Age, I meant Inquisition. You're right. I should have. And there you go, find um, you big dummy. Sorry. Had to get but the the animation looks really good. It too. does. Who um, I'm trying to figure out like, who made this game. Like the actual uh, studio. It was. Uh, you'll have to look it up. I can't remember. I know it starts with a T. Uh, but it. It, so you brought that up. The cool oh, thing is, is to- this Took Took Games Took 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 T U Q U E. Yeah, they've made some other games. Uh, if you want to look it up, they've they've made some other games that yeah, I'm looking. I like should ring a bell. Um, Live. The long. cool thing was because I was watching like the dev diaries, and they they decided they really wanted to make this game, and so they started making it, and they went to Wizards of the Coast, and Wizards of the Coast was like no, and they so they just decided well we're just going to keep making the game as if we've been greenlit. And really hope that we get greenlit at one point because we're so passionate about making this game. Um, so they continued making the game. And so they went to Wizards of the Coast again and they're like, see, look, it could be awesome. And they're like, no. And they're like, please, just we'll work with any publisher that you want us to. It doesn't matter. We're just go- please let us make this game. And so they were finally like, so apparently Wizards of the Coast is like, all right, we're going to let you make this game. But we wizards of the coast are going to publish it and not only that we're going to double your budget make this game man isn't it so nice that dungeons and dragons has gotten really popular over the last five years so the money's there to do this stuff well and that's the thing so i think wizards of the coast is starting to move into their own publishing company i'm hoping 
so that they can make more D&D based games because there is such a plethora of lore and I just want an open world D&D game. Oh, how dare you? That was the magic words. I just, I really want that. And this is a step in the right direction oh. because Wizards of the Coast is starting to get into publishing video games. This is kind of, it feels because this game is releasing at, I believe it's forty nine ninety nine. It is releasing. PS5, PS4. At... I had it. I think it was thirty nine ninety nine actually. Okay. Um. And I think you're right. I couldn't remember if it was thirty nine ninety nine or forty nine ninety nine. I had it. Hold on. I was looking up there. They only it's, it's on their website. They only show one other game they've made, which looks really cool too. Um, it's like a top down, futuristic, kind of like sci- scroller, kind of like um a lot like like legitly Diablo, but like a futuristic kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. the standard edition and- will be thirty nine ninety nine, and the digital deluxe. Oh yeah, is and then there are other editions. Right, and and apparently they're planning on supporting this Whoa. for a little while with expansions and things like that. Yeah, um, if you because get the digital it, it deluxe, is supposed you get to the be... first expansion. Yeah, and it's still cheap. Yeah. No, no, I, it's I mean, a normal price game. Yeah, sixty bucks. Yeah, and I I mean that's why I'm looking forward to it. First of all, it's at a good price point. Yeah. Um. Secondly, it looks like it's gonna be fun. I mean. It, it, you know, it's got that kind of grinding element where you're trying to grind and get the gear and build the thing. It's not um, a game as a live service, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's yeah. not an MMO. Uh, so it shouldn't get bogged down by that, especially because it's being published by Wizards of the Coast. Exactly. And it's been a while. I mean, like, honestly, like one of your favorite games, Shadows of Mordor, is probably like one of the last times we yeah. had like a third person fantasy rpg like you know what i mean yeah um, i don't think there, like there's been a, a couple but none that have been like not big. a fantasy or there's been a lot of there's been a lot of like medieval kind of stuff yeah. but yeah not like a fantasy art like a straight up like fantasy mm-hmm. fantasy yeah because the closest thing i can think of right off the top of my head is assassin's creed valhalla because it does have some fantasy elements. Yeah, yeah, but, but that, I don't that's know if I necessarily genre, classify sure. it. Yeah, because it's very heavily in the historical. You're not like getting magic powers where you're calling lightning down. Exactly. Although I'm really close to getting Thor's hammer, but that's a good story <laughs> for the time. I've been sinking so much time into that. That's but yeah. There's there's just like one trailer, right? And not a right. whole lot of info, but off what we have, like. It looks good. Gears of War, Dragon Age Inquisition-esque kind of things to look forward to. Dungeons and Dragons world with abilities, some characters you know from like old lore. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it, and it's cheaper than like a, you know, a regular full-on release. It's hard yeah. to say no to that, man. Well, and it feels it feels like a primer to more to come. Exactly because it's like. Here is this thing that we're going to put out. It's $39.99, which will get people interested. It'll bring a lot of people that maybe aren't playing Dungeons and Dragons and get them associated with some of the lore so that when we push out maybe a bigger game that's open world mm-hmm. and a AAA title, then we can, then we can, we, we've already 
established ourselves as a good publisher. Yeah, and that's and that's another one thing. Like, if you want to see more Dungeons and Dragons games, like we need to support this. Like, this is a hundred percent. It looks like what you said, a feeler. Is this something that can happen? And yeah, you know, and it's it's a great time, day and age, you know, for this to happen because we had what was that? Was that Divinity Original Sin? Is that the game? Uh, Divinity Original Sin and then two, two yeah, is the it one was that huge. Was, like a lot of people, I mean, right? Uh, like Shroud, like one of the biggest streamers out there, he played that thing a ton, um, which gets people mm-hmm. into D and D, and that's because at first you look at something like that and someone goes turn based, and then you start getting into it and realizing like how you have to th- tactically oh, think about so everything good. you do and watching Ooh. that dice roll and going please, and then obviously more recently, you know, Baldur's Gate three. And I like oh, fantastic game and that there, I know, personally know like three or four people that started playing actual D and D because they started playing that game and they're like, I really well, dig and- this combat and this world. And this, like, I think they mentioned one of the first times you actually had like a, um, you had to make some sort of check when you're talking to someone and that dice rolled yeah. and they're like, I understood that feeling finally of watching that roll and you're like, come on, you know, and whether it hit one way or the other, like they're like, I understand this now. And that got them into playing. And that was the beautiful that, I mean, that is because Baldur's gate, we haven't even gotten the full game yet. I know it's (laughs) just the introduction and, and, and it captured because I was like, I was excited to play it and then I'm actually playing it. And I'm like, it's like I'm playing D and D. It's ser- and it's so good. It is so good, so well voice acted. Hundred percent. They've got these cool twists. Like I remember, like this is. I, I think I don't remember. Did we talk about Baldur's Gate already? We did. Yeah. I don't think we have. No. But we did. Wait. We did. No. Did we? I mean, it came out when we know. weren't doing a show. Yeah. So we might I have just think, talked about it, but I don't think we talked about it on the show. I think so. Um. Like there was this cool thing where you could enter these ruins by a couple of different pathways. Like Brett and I were talking about it and he went in the front door. And then I found out that if you go just down the cliff and around, you can go in the back way. And if you go in the back way, like all these skeletons pop out of this crypt and you have to succeed on a check to be able to find this hidden chamber that has a freaking lich in it that shows up and is like, what is life worth to you? And I'm like, <laughs> what's happening here? Yeah. And I'm like, and then he's like, we'll talk again soon. And I'm like, I hope not. You're freaky. Um, and then, and then you move on from there and the choices that you can make are so good. I mean, you're, you're still limited. Like you have certain choices that you can make for what you're going to say. Oh yeah. You know, but as far as a video game goes, it captured playing D and D. Well, and the thing like, it's such a small mechanic, but I get addicted to it. Like when you make a decision and it does the like X party member approves X party member disapproves and that shit gets like gets me. I'm like, Oh fuck. And I got to go do something nice for this person. So they'll like me now. Or you always have that one person, you're like, I don't right. give a shit how you feel. I hope you fall in a hole and die, you know? And so you just purposely are doing, even if they have a good idea, you're like, we're not doing that because they said it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and, I, and like, for some reason, I really wanted my character to romance the Gith Yankee girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
who is a total dick out to but everyone for some reason i'm like she just is awesome <laughs> like i don't know why but for some reason i'm like you're legit like you don't give a crap um yeah and and so i'm hoping i'm hoping this brings it because it's an action-oriented game so where we've got the turn base with Baldur's gate now we're getting this action and I'm hoping we see more titles. I mean, because Forgotten, not Forgotten Realms, Idol Champions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty big. Uh, I, I, it's a it's a, a browser game. Yeah. You know, to to be able to play from your phone, and it's got that turn based combat. It's apparently pretty popular. I mean, it's the perfect time for Wizards of the Coast to start putting out D and D video games because it already breeds itself as that kind of thing. And if you can capture that and put it into something it, my dream would be to capture that put it into something that is an action oriented title yes or an action rpg open world thing like along the veins of red dead redemption 2 okay russ i have thought from the if a game came out that was the mm. op, like legit like the open world aspect of red dead online right mm -hmm. but it was fucking swords and bows and magic and i could oh, customize yeah. my guy oh, and go gosh. do quests and like and sh like ride dragons and ride dragons and shy just oh, like gosh. just to get on a horse in armor with like a cloak building behind me and a sword on my side and ride across the map i'd be a happy man red dead online fantasy that's all i want that's that's my fantasy I, and I want it to be third person. Yeah, it has to I, be. I like, because Skyrim, Skyrim is great. It's a fantastic game. Uh, and it's as, it's, I think it's as close as we've come to that action oriented open world RPG. Where it kind of has everything in one package, yeah. But the third person but I, sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to have something because I want to be able to create that character and then see that I love third person because I can create something and then see it. That's exactly you know, the same way. Why well, do you want a cool looking character if you never fucking see them? Right. right What's right. the point? Well, because in Skyrim, they all look retarded slightly, no matter what you do. <laughs> so <laughs> let's be honest. Every time I try to create a character in Skyrim, I'm like, why is he cross-eyed? What is happening? There's a huge dip. Well, because you made forehead. him a fighter. He's been smacked in the face a few times. <laughs> but yes, I just, I want that. I, that. That image that you talked about with suiting up in your armor, having your horse that you've bought and just riding across the landscape with your cloak billowing out behind you. And then, and then just a dragon flies overhead dude yes if, like like mm, a world event mm. you know or so one of my favorite things in red dead right is to go hunting do that with a longbow or a crossbow and it's D, D creatures you're hunting and carving up and taking into town to sell off or or to make your own magical equipment yes. because you've you've yes. befriended an artificer and you exactly you can go in and meet them and and then you have to build the relationships i mean it would be a huge game, but with the next gen stuff that they've come out with and where PCs are at, that's, I mean, it's achievable. We, that's the fact Red Dead Online exists, which yes. tells me that this can <sighs> exist. Just someone needs to be as passionate as we are 
and mm-hmm. just make the if Rockstar made just even if they just did like Red Dead, like their next title was like that, like Red Dead Redemption 2's campaign even, but like mid it doesn't even have to be fantasy. Even if they just did a medieval game like that. Oh my oh. god, dude. Oh mm. my god, I would love that. I it's it's what I it, it, so that is one of my one of my dreams because I and and you I mean we're such big sword and sorcery fans huge and and, and to have because it, it there's a player base yeah there's a player base out there for it there's a player base that's screaming for it because because and and something with good legit combat Skyrim well, is a lot of fun. And the other thing with that, too, is there's also a group of people that aren't even video gamers. That it's a huge audience where if something existed like that, they would then get into it to then experience it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a huge market of people that don't even game that would then start. Mm. Brother, I'm I can't stand up. We'd be banned from Twitch. I am right. erect right now. Yeah. No, and, legit. And, 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 Every and time I play to... Red Dead, that's all I think about. I wish there was a sword on my side. Yeah. I wish this billowing How coat cool. was a cloak. How cool would that be? You know, so uh, I think you sent me a trailer for it. The One of the games that I'm most excited about coming out is Crimson Desert. Yes. Uh, is that because Crimson? It, yeah, Crimson Desert. It is crimson because it's Black Desert. Is there MMO? Desert, yes. And then this one is supposed to be like a single Dude, player focused fantasy. Would you, I've been able to really talk to you about like, what do you think of that trailer? Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Since we're on the subject. Yeah. Well, so I was like, go for it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Well, is because for a long, I played Black Desert online. I really enjoyed it. It's just, right. you know, the end, the end game was, was world bosses and that was it. And I'm like, I want dungeons and raids, which is fine. But the leveling's, gorgeous sure. game the combat was absolutely incredible um it was an mmo you would have enjoyed because it was just like extremely mm-hmm. fast paced you're not like waiting on cooldowns the whole time and everything you hate about an mmo oh, they yeah. didn't do but so they announced crimson desert and i'm like is this another mmo but it's just <coughs> jesus you okay you want to talk about it yeah i'm okay <laughs> he's <laughs> russ is really excited <laughs> oh he's muted he's literally dying on and he's gone Folks, he's flatlining right now. I see paramedics coming in the door behind him. They're now they're now teabagging <laughs> Russell. What the f? Um, yeah. But yeah, so Oof. it's it's just gonna be this badass, large scale fantasy RPG that with elements that they've been successful in their MMO implemented into it, mm-hmm. and it looks. Gorgeous. Obviously, the graphics are insane. Right. But the character design, the weapon design, the monster design, the voice acting, like, yeah, th- that's my most excited. Is there an actual launch date for that yet? That's my, I like, I am super pumped for that one. Well, and you talked about the cloak billowing behind you mm-hmm. as you ride. And, like, the combat, it shows the cloak moving. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, because. So cause- cool. Because it's very action-based, and like then it shows like orcs and these different creatures. So at first I'm like, oh, it's just a, it's a medieval RPG. That's cool. Like I'd be into that. And then it started showing like these medieval creatures and talking about, 
you know, stuff that they didn't show in gameplay, but things that they want to implement with different classes and things like that. And I'm like, Give it to me, give it to me good. It's going to be a big game. And it's another one of those, like, you know, Bioware-esque where, like, your decisions matter and change mm-hmm. the world around you. And, like, it is absolutely open. And, oh, mm-hmm. dude, yeah. I'm so excited for this game. It looks really good. And I, so that, and then there's... There was a trailer that came out a while back, and I think it's a, like a Dragon's Dogma too. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I don't know because they haven't announced it and they haven't really said much about it. But I'm like, because Dragon's Dogma was such a good game, mm-hmm. and if they do a second one, please, please give it to me. I would I like it. Whoa, developing it right now. <laughs> what? What are they developing right now? I, I'm going to desert? so I can put it in your mouth. Oh, okay. Dragon. Well, yeah, they're developing Crimson Desert right now. Hence why they've been able to do trailers for it. You big dumb yeah. dumb. Yeah. And it, and it was so funny because you sent it and you were like, Russell, you'll like this. And I was like, because uh, I hardly ever watch things that people send over to me. I do, but usually not in a time frame. But I was like, and I don't send this? a lot of stuff, which is why I feel no, you don't. really special. And so I, I clicked it and I was, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, and I was kind of doing something. And then I. I like did the double take. I was like, "Oh, Ooh, what is this magic?" <laughs> yes. And oh, like, it has good. like destructible environments. It mm-hmm. looks like, and oh, yes. yeah, dude, it's yes, yes, be good. yes. And oh. and all of this to say that I I hope that this is just a starting ground for Wizards of the Coast that they do eventually release a triple A open world fantasy or action RPG because and then eventually we get an actual good D&D movie oh gosh Joe um, I honestly cannot say his last name to save my life I don't think he fantastic actor I really wish I could pronounce it Menjaniello I think it's how you say meningitis. it. Meningitis. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he's been trying to push one through for a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and like Warner Brothers was on board with it, but then they lost the license. And Well, and the know, other cool it, thing he's a is. He's huge D&D guy. Yeah. Well, with how big D&D's gotten, there's a lot of big name celebrities that are like, hey, fun fact, this is something I'm really into that like it was not the cool thing for such a long time. Oh yeah. That everyone was a closet D and D player, you know? And like, now that it's cool, like everyone's coming forward. It's like, yeah, I run these super sick campaigns. Come check this shit out. Right. So the interest is 100% there. Oh yeah. And, and, and then you have people, well, and I mean, look at what critical role did. So I think going back to this, because, Critical Role, they built a fan base, and then their Kickstarter is really what I'm referring to. Their Kickstarter for their animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $11 million, which was 10 times what they had originally intended. And like their fast. goal. Like they couldn't even make goals so fast enough. So quick. Yeah. It smashed every goal, $11 million, the fans screaming and crying for this, and they had chopped it to every production company, and every production company said no. 
And then they get $11 million and Amazon goes, hey, we'd like a piece of that. We'll give you more money if you make an entire season for us. And then we'll go from there. So good, dude. Oh. So so it, it really is. Dungeons and Dragons, and those of us who love Dungeons and Dragons, it is primed on this precipice of where it could be the next Marvel if they play their cards right and they do things right. And I honestly think it could be this next thing, which since Tolkien, we haven't had. I mean, I, I enjoyed uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this has kind of turned into a well. I guess a, a different. Talk what was the we since playing, Lord of the Rings? Uh, what was that Game of Thrones? I guess is the last thing that happened. It, it, it's the last popular medieval fantasy thing that happened. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I enjoyed King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. Stop uh, rocking back and forth in your chair. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to. <laughs> Let's get in. Okay. <laughs> I am so excited for I those of you who are not <laughs> watching the show. I am like, yes, yes. It like, sounds like an old West couple are having sex behind him. I know. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, you know, I, I just get so excited about these kinds of things. I would love, I mean, obviously it's their game of Thrones. Game of yeah. Thrones did so it well. Was- and you know, obviously until they ended it um, and everyone, it, it's an interesting thing. It was the biggest thing in television history until the finale, and now no one talks about it. I, Sucks. Honestly, but, a lot of people were disappointed in it. Yeah. I watched it. I watched it from the beginning to the end in a straight shot. Yeah. Because I didn't I didn't even watch it until it was done. Yeah. The ending to me makes total sense when you watch it all the way through without the breaks. And you can see it the whole way through exactly what's going to happen. Daenerys was crazy. Oh, yeah. For just sure. straight, the way they portrayed her in the show. And I don't know if this is the way George R. R. Martin's going to go or if it's just the way the showrunners decided to go. She was not a good monarch. Like no. she was straight up. I mean, she had a lot of good qualities. She really wanted to care for people. But her vengeance. Oh, buddy. Next level. She was. I mean, she 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 basically burned down a city. She really didn't know how to manage people. Even in the books, she's like, I don't know what to do. And she gets paralyzed in the city where she can't move on. She can't do anything because she's stuck there mm. because she's trying to care for people, but she can't do it. She's just making things worse. It's something that they really anyway. Sorry. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could go on. Thing. But no, like, yeah, it when it was live, it was that was every like no joke everyone was watching it everyone was talking about it people who you'd never thought would be into this fantasy swords and dragons and magic shit was like this is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life so again people want or so many people are closeted about this and want to enjoy it and the more mainstream which we made the same point over and over Mm -hmm. tonight the more mainstream this can become the more open people can be yeah just like what you, a good example you had earlier with Marvel being, you know, a Marvel yep. fan, a comic book fan, a nerd, right. <laughs> was everyone closeted it because you were bullied whore. It was an uncool thing. And then it became mainstream and Marvel, obviously everyone knows how huge that is. You know, they're on was, uh, what is a section put four of all their shit going on? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's become such this huge phenomenon that people who would never admit to it are like, 
they have lore videos out, right? And shit, and like mm-hmm. people are coming out and finding out this is super cool and getting into it. Same thing with D and D; it's growing so fast in that air quotes cool spectrum that we're gonna like we can see it snowballing forward. And I th- I really do agree with you that this could become another Marvel for that exact same reason. Well, so you look at Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was those movies were so popular. <sighs> I need to watch those again, man. I've been thinking about that. And there's a lot of lore, but there's it 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 is rather focused. Lord of the Rings, and now they're starting to branch out into other things. I mean, Amazon has an upcoming Lord of the Rings thing that takes place with Sauron a long time ago. Amazon has really Young picked Sauron. up on, on, on this fantasy. Yeah, and and they've picked up on this this fantasy fantasy push fantasy. Uh, Carnival Row. Oh, dude. Um, they've got Fuck, that was Critical so Role that they've got coming out. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, the Lord of the Rings that's coming out. They've started to pick up on this fantasy trend that really started to pick up on. And they're going to, they've got a lot of shows. And I think they're going to be the front runners as we go forward. They're going to start introducing a lot of things and people are going to go, oh my gosh, this is, cool. this is a huge market. Yeah. Why hasn't anybody done anything with this? And, and D&D has so much so much stuff out there that they could just pick and choose and like Marvel. Yeah, exactly. And they could just eat it up and develop their own thing and then go with it. And boom, you've got another Marvel on your hands and it's, you know, depending on which publisher picks it up, you just got to put the people with passion in charge. Yeah. And it's almost, and it's passion to and level. talent and talent. <laughs> yes. And yeah, talent and the know-how the business and everything. But it's almost to another level because, like, you know, a lot of the Marvel storylines we get, it's with years and years of, you know, comic book outshoots mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, there's so many of those stories they can pick and choose from, right, to grab and then make make a movie or, you know, a different timeline or whatever is going on. But with D&D, like, once you get the base thing set, you can just make make it up, do whatever the fuck you want after that. And that's the beauty of it is it's... Well, absolute creative freedom once you set a base stone down for it you just go and that's what's made it so popular well and yeah you just use this world and that's what people have done for so long you know forgotten realms and then you go okay and i mean look i have 10 different things with stories and ideas in it and they go oh that's cool a dragon heist where they go and that i I mean you could have a heist movie in D D. Yeah, and then a and then fantasy you could, heist you could have movie? another movie that would be amazing. And then and then and then you could like a Storm King's Thunder or even even um, uh, Dragon Queen's Horde. Yeah, Horde of the Dragon Queen, which granted wasn't the greatest written one, but it's a cool concept where they're raising Tiamat, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and oh, or the Curse of Strahd. You could have a horror. I mean, you could you could fit it into so many genres, which is kind of what Marvel has done. They've kind of fit into the, all these different genres as they've grown this movie production. And you could do that with D and D. I'm sorry. Okay, we we got. Don't off apologize on. at all. That was amazing. I mean, we have gone off on a totally different thing than what I originally intended, but I like this so much more. We went off on exactly what was intended. We were talking about video games and D and D and we just totally nailed that. Yeah, man. I really, I really hope they do because they're so, 
there's so much there's so much that they could pull it's from a and if literal it rests, unlimited supply <laughs> we're making and faces it, and throwing our hands in the air right now everybody yeah, yeah it's so yeah. true tomb of a Sarak. uh-huh yeah the, the tomb of horrors I mean that that could be a movie in and of itself. Dude, uh, I, I, I mean, could go to D and D Beyond right now and how and just look at a list of all the campaigns you can just get from them, and that's thirty movies right there. Well, and then you have these directors and actors that have TV shows, home games, yeah. You know that they could they could bring that to the creative table and say, oh, you know, this is a cool thing that happened. Like, how cool would it be? to have a scene in a movie where the party is captured by a number Hulk and one of the guys throws a love filter into its mouth on accident. And then the thing falls in love with it and they're able to escape. Like, and that, that was something that happened in my home campaign. Oh yeah. Or, 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 or how funny would it be to, you know, you're riding in a wagon and you point out that, you know, one of the characters points out that there's torches and the other orc goes, you know, and the one guy goes, Yeah, what what does that look like to you, Moosecock? And he's like, it looks like torches. torches. I mean, sad wagons go slow. Yeah, I think I think there are these (laughs) (laughs) there there are these there are these moments that have happened in everyone's game where if you get the people with passion, they're more than willing to bring that to the creative table and go. Exactly, you know, this would be a funny thing that we could include in this movie that would. You know, and of course, it's all about you know making sure it fits, and you got to have the right writers. But oh yeah, yeah, I've I had, think... I had a story like I've had one sh- like one shots that were so good mm-hmm. they could they could be a whole thing. Like one, I mean, I think I told the story for story time <laughs> one time, where like we all accidentally caused like everything went wrong, right? And everyone's dying, and like my character had like his legs cut off, he was like his spine was cut out of his back mid combat, like had one eye at one, like everything went wrong. And he just like used the momentum of falling off something to just barely chuck an ax. And because of a good roll, it slammed into the big bad and killed it. And the last surviving party member went sick as everyone died and took all the money and walked away. Like shit, like that's a one shot and that could be its own huge thing. Well, and that, that's the thing. There's, I think there's so there's a creative touchstone. Yeah for writers to come into this and go, this is something that happened in my campaign. I'd like to paint the picture of it for everybody else. And then it creates a touchstone for those who are viewing it to go, Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is, this is so cool. Like I've, I've sat here and I've played this game and now it's, it's here. And I, I, I think that could create, I, I think they could create something very yeah. special out of it if they ever went. You just have to get five people together and they each of them tells one story from their campaign, combine it all together. You're good. Like it'd be so uh, easy. Also a crap ton of money. Yeah, exactly. It's so easy. You just grab five random people say, Hey, tell me a story, write it down. You've got the whole script already fucking written for you. Complete with the voices. Mm. <laughs> like it's what? Like it'd be so easy. And I, and I think that if they could tie it together in the way that, Marvel has created this universe. Mm-hmm. They could go multimedia very quickly. Dude, I'm just, you know, I'm I mean? just picturing like, you know, that fucking Marvel intro that happens. And it's just the, that D and D symbol, you know, with lights glinting off it as it goes across the screen with this epic fantasy score going and a dragon flies through the middle of the D and 
<laughs> and shoots Ooh, flames yes. right in the screen and dips up and like that cuts away into the first scene of whatever's happening. Oh, <laughs> The the first time that they show the yawning portal on film. Mm, brother. Not jizz, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look at Lisa and go, I don't need you for another week, babe. Sorry. Shit. All right. Uh, man. Anything else there you want to hit on? No, I think, I think I'm, I, I'm pooped. <laughs> I th- yeah. I'm Dude, I feel out. wiped. We just got really passionate for like 45 minutes yeah, straight. We, yeah. Yeah. Um, congratulations, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Still here and listening. If you survived this. Yeah, man. It was just Elmer and I just. Yeah. Our feelings and thoughts about what could happen in the future. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone... well, it gets me excited. And I think it, I think it would get a lot of people excited. I agree. I that would be. Do uh... other people are very excited for Russ? The end of the show. Story time. <laughs> the part of the show where we come together and we tell a story in gaming from our past. Maybe it's more recent. It doesn't have to be video games. It could be tabletop paper. We ended up doing airsoft. That's a game. Anything we want. We're very nostalgic on the show, yeah. and this is one of my favorite segments we have. Story time. Do you want to go first, or I've got one if you want? Uh, you go ahead. I'm, I'm still okay. noodling. You're going to enjoy it. So I, fig- I figured... Due to what we're talking about, that story time, I would tell a D and D story. Yes. Okay. All right, Russ, are you ready for this? I'm ready. When people ask me, Russ, you like D and D? I'm like, yes. And then you know, like the last 45 minutes, what happened on the show, I do to them, and they go, okay, wow, you're yeah. crazy. Never talk to me again. But if they do hang around, um, they will ask me, what is your favorite moment that you have ever experienced in Dungeons and Dragons? And this following story sure. is what I tell them. Is your favorite moment? Every time, Russell. My favorite ever thing that I've gone through in Dungeons and Dragons, right? So there's this tower, right? And it's destroyed the world, right? It's kind of my it's kind <laughs> of my fault. <laughs> um so we go back to this town huh. and it's just overrun with undead and, and all this shit, right? We find this, you know, this underground, you know, underneath the blacksmith shop, you know, where everyone's held off, right? And we're like, all right, we're going to help take this town back. And the, the following yeah. sequence of events is hands down the coolest shit. So my character was very tactically minded. Like he was a mercenary, came from that. Mm-hmm. And so we banded all the town, talked about had a, I can't remember who gave the speech, but someone gave a speech would got the entire town involved, which was nuts. Um, mm-hmm. So there was a central square, right? And then the building where the air quotes bad was at, um, which I kind of ruined that encounter. Sorry, Russ. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Oh, that'd be the end of the story. But okay. so there's a ton of undead in this square, right? And so we're figuring out like what kind of buildings are in the area, what kind of levels we discover we have these like explosive barrels. And so I get this idea to set these up strategically in three corners or no heavily in one corner and a bunch in other corners. And then we'd create a diversion to bring a bunch of undead through this one spot and then Mm -hmm. blow it up. And then we had the rest of the village and the rest of the party 
would climb up on the rooftops and then just fire arrows in from the high ground and hopefully wipe out as many of these things as we can so there's less to worry about and we can plow through to the big bad. Somehow, the rolls went perfectly. Mm-hmm. The A shit ton of undead follow through. No one tripped getting through the rubble. Undead come in. All the explosives go off. I think it was like 80% of them died in the explosion, yep. um, which was incredible. Yep. How you explained, like, by the way, Russell was the DM for this. Um, you know, the, the chaos and everything happening. And then we had another role for, like, how many of the villagers were, like, successful in their arrows. It was like 90% of them were successful, too. So by the time we actually had to go into the middle area to fight whatever was left over, it was like three dudes which we just chopped down. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we walk mm-hmm. into the room and there's this like spectral guy who it turns out was like a new enemy. They'd added to the game, I guess, where if he's like survives past one turn, suddenly becomes this horrible thing, but has no health in his present state. Right. If I remember this correctly. Yeah. And I fired a hand crossbow at him just mm-hmm. and it hit. And I think it critted him, which then immediately killed the bad that we're supposed to have this huge epic fight with. And you were so upset because you were like so excited to introduce this enemy archetype to us. And it was just like mm-hmm. gone in one turn, but the whole, like the planning session, the RP that went into it, discussing it with the villagers, getting them set up, getting everything where it needed to be. Cause we had to get in depth, like who did what commanding villagers to get on which rooftops, getting arrows out to everyone, the explosives placed, everything had to be perfect. It was like two hours of the session was Mm -hmm. just getting set up for that moment. And then having everything go Mm -hmm. flawlessly from there was the coolest thing I've ever experienced in Dungeons and Dragons. It was like to sit there and listen as the DM, as you guys went through this, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That's really neat. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's a thing. I think it was a uh, it was a cloak that was meant to add. That was the that was the extra thing. Okay, yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be a cloak that came off of him and added a little bit to the encounter. And yeah, you just straight up killed it. I was like, man, oh, okay, <laughs> that's over. Yeah, <laughs> that thing's dead. <laughs> yeah, because <clears throat> it was a oh 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 oh. Um, it was a bone naga. It was a bone That's naga right. and a wizard. And a wizard, yeah. And I think you killed the bone naga like super, super early. Just you immediately. got some crazy thing on. Yeah. And I was like, well, that didn't get to do any of its cool stuff. And then we killed the wizard like super um, fast and then questioned him and then moved on from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he was, he was, um, oh, what was your brother's character's name? This is like three years ago, man. I don't remember. I know. I know. Yeah, it was it was his I mental. Had, I'll look. I knew that much. Maybe it's on my care. I saw um, my character sheet. I'll look. Um, <clears throat> so while you're looking that up, I'll tell my story. It is also a D and D story. What? It is of which I was a DM, and it was the the I I just the the chain of events was hilarious. So the characters they were I I was the. The theme for this campaign was they were a part of like Sauron's army after Sauron got killed. And then like the whole army disbands and they're like, what the crap? Um, So they are approaching, uh, you know, like the black gates where, you know, the, the armies of good have built an encampment. 
because uh, they're trying to free this warlock that they're torturing. Um, and so it's like this wooden palisade and, and things like that. And um, so I, it's important because the fortifications had like all these jutted spikes because it was a fortification uh, built to withstand like if anybody tried to charge in. So <laughs> first of all, they made their way in through a sewer. Which was which was interesting enough, and they came up in this outhouse, and then um, so they're they're trying to kind of they're trying to be stealthy because it's like this whole army, and the one guy he's like, "I'm human, they're human. I'll just approach them and tell them I'm part of the army." And I'm like, <laughs> because as a DM, you're like, "Okay, well, how would these people react?" And it's a heavily fortified position where they know the enemy had humans in it. And they're they're trying to protect against it, and so it's pretty tight knit. Like everybody knows who this other person is. It's not like somebody showing up and being like, "I'm on your side," and they'd be like, "So so he approaches them, and he's like, i 'I'm a human. We're friends.'" And they're like, "Who are you? Like, what's your call sign? Where what what uh, um, squadron are you from?" And he's like, "I'm new. I'm here." to be a translator and they're like we didn't get any orders about this and, and so they immediately try to capture him he had i think he's at, at some point he smeared himself with like mud and oil oh that's right they had climbed through the sewage so they were covered in feces and other things um and so they get in this grappling when he's like, well, I'm slick from it. So he slips out. The other person's laying down fog. So now they know there's a magic user. This whole thing just goes to crap as they're, they're like, because they tried to bluff their way out of it. And so the whole thing goes to crap. They're getting fired upon from these uh, turrets that are up on the sides of these walls because it's a heavily fortified encampment. The whole, like the barracks are joining in, like 30 people Jesus. are charging in against like these three guys so the 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 two that are still kind of hidden like they really only know the one guy's there so they're just firing on this one guy who happened to be a barbarian so he's tanking all of these hits and he's slippery and he's so he's a barbarian monk so he's just like slipping out of all these grapples he ends up running so he just straight up abandons the rest of his party he's at <laughs> I kid you not. So he he decides he runs up the turret. He's a monk. So he just speeds up the turret. He throws a rope around this guy and he jumps off the side of the turret using him as an anchor to kind of slide down. So he slides down, hits hits the 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 like the spikes, the the heavy wooden spikes jutting out. Yeah. He escapes with one hit point. <laughs> from this mess gets the other two people captured in the process and just and books it books it out of there gets a gets a long rest hiding in the mountains and the crags while they're they're um they're they've captured the other two party members because it was three guys against 30 and i'm like i don't know how they're gonna get out of this because i'm like as a dm you're like i don't really want the players to die yeah but logically what would happen in this situation well it's like okay well they'll get captured because they would want to try to pull information out of them 
Um, but the, the, the player just through a series of amazing roles, like ropes, the guy, use him as an anchor to like slide down to the ground to, to, to take half damage as he hits the spikes, pulls himself off of the spikes and is able to manage to escape with one freaking hit point. Jesus. It was amazing. It was, it was awesome. And just the, the way, you know, cause he, he runs, he like basically runs up the ladder. He just, and then he, he had this rope and he just kind of throws it around the guy and slides down onto the spikes. It was, it was cool. That's so badass, dude. Holy shit. It was, it was pretty cool. Fuck. I, I love Dungeons and Dragons, brother. I do too. Oh, I do too. It's lovely. Dude, I think, I, I, I think that's it folks. I think that's it. We don't have any other emails. Do you just got the one from Laz for the ad read? Laz, thank you for the ad reads. They Seriously. are always amazing, and you do a great job. And I hope your hangover isn't too bad tomorrow. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, absolutely. And well, Clear Night, thanks for sticking around, man. Yeah, absolutely. 100%, dude. You're beautiful. Well, you are beautiful. You're also beautiful, Russell. And in the future, working the good people. The good listeners of the Just Some Guardians podcast find you. Um, you can find me on Twitch. At Twitter. Uh, yeah, because I'm not a Twitch streamer. Yeah, Twitter. I'm at Twitter. I got you. I got maybe you. maybe when I get my PC. But I mostly, you, I just I just want to join in with you and game with you, man. Dude, do it. I, that's Dude, all so I want. Excited. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. I will have almost enough for my casing. After this week, dude, I'm excited. Anyway, where can they find you? Um, yeah, uh, that thing. Yep. Um, you can find me at drjex. That's J E X O seven two five on Twitter. I mostly, honestly, I like a lot of art, and then I post some of mine when I actually have time to draw. Um, I'm actually right now I'm working on finishing Mythos, and mm-hmm. then I'm also working on my character for um your brother's campaign which so i i his name is simon Garfunkel. oh or or simon the diamond i love it riverboat gambler yes oh i love it i absolutely love it who grew up in a in a circus and whose dad was an escapist do you have a voice yeah you're still working on it i I'm still kind of thinking, I think softly British, maybe a little Irish, but I also don't do accents very well. I still, Um, I mean, it's not story time, but our, uh, his last campaign he ran, right? Me and you torturing that guy is something (laughs) I will always hold near and dear to my heart. Oh my gosh. Cause you were playing the paranoid. I was the absolute nutty. Like the, the government's against us. Look for your lookout cameras, cell phones, Mm -hmm. satellites, Mm -hmm. right? And, uh, yeah. And the rest of the party was like, we don't want nothing to do with this. And me and you were like, all right, we got it. And just absolutely fucked this guy up because I was playing the, the, the Southern professor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who was a straight up maniac, straight up psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a super fun game. I I'm going to play it a little more tame with Simon. But it depends. It depends on if you play with us. If I make things a little crazier, I hear you. Um, it was a lot of fun to play an absolute nut job who just talked really fast and wanted to kill everything. That was a lot of fun. Oh man, it, 
it, that that campaign was a lot of fun and i was so excited to continue it because we just it had and you could tell like clay it had just gone way off the rails oh so fast from the beginning when he's like people show up and my guy rolls across the hood of a car and then pulls an assault rifle out of the duffel bag he'd had the whole time i think that moment clay was or like when I, all right this is going nutty or, now or when i blew up the or <laughs> yes. were you there for that i think it was i blew up I the room there. with a, blew, a yep. coffee creamer mm-hmm. and and a spark yep yeah good times good times um a- a- anyway uh drjx0725 i mostly post art i'm working on simon simon king um, and then, uh, he's got a gold tooth. He's kind of, uh, anyway. Uh, and then, um, so I post some of my art on there. That's usually if I, if I comment, I will either comment on something that Brett said. Cause I love him. I love you. Or, or I will post art. I love, oh, yeah, we love each other. It's true. It's true. Uh, and you can also find me on the discord. Yep. Jackal seven, two, five, zero. Um, I'm, semi it depends on the day if i have time i i contribute if i don't i don't then he doesn't it's okay when you do contribute it's gorgeous wow you make the world a better place put a smile on your face you make my world a better place thank you dude well thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining us for episode 96 of just some guardians we're four away from 100 russ Oh my gosh. Four away from doing 100 of these episodes. What are we going to do for 100? I have to figure that it's, it's have to be, it's going to be just a, it has to be a huge game show with a ton of people. Okay. And I'm going to figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Anyway. Uh, when we do the show, we are live blah, 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 at twitch.tv slash just some gardens Friday nights at 1130 PM Eastern standard time. Come check us out. Come hang out, ask questions in the chat. We will absolutely answer those live on the show anything mm-hmm. any feedback you have we'll bring it in to the conversation we're currently having to a conversation we're not having we're absolutely all about that you can email us mm-hmm. email us just some gardens gmail.com same thing questions comments anything you want we love it uh, go to our website just some guardians.com there we have embedded uh the twitch the rss feed for the podcast and our youtube all of that's there one-stop shop check it all out Love it, crave it, cherish it. And as for myself, I'm Elmer Fudd. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, all those places at Elmer Fudd Games. Double M, double M, D, double D. Russell, take us out. I'll take us out like velvet on a red plate. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Join us next week on Just Some Guardians for. Mutual chaos and utter incompetency. Where did that saying even come from? I just made it up, but now it's hilarious. It's amazing. I don't, it's, it's not, but it is. I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense, but it does a little bit. Yeah. It's like. You just, it's, it's one of those things yeah. where like, you know, someone will make a, make a description and you're like, oh yeah, I totally immediately get that. And that's one of those you're like, I kind of want to go test that to see how smooth that really is. <laughs> yeah. What, what would this actually feel like? Yeah. I think we're gonna have to figure that out. I, I think we are. I'll, I, we'll do it on the microphone. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Although I'm wondering if it should be a, it should be a peach. 
I feel like it's got the you've already sorry you've already on a decided ripe plum is a little bit better yeah than... plum plums just it's just a ripe plum is just a really nice it's calming.